Hey guys, welcome back to Flick Talk with your favourite hosts, Fee and Belle. I'm Fee. And I am Belle. And today we are diving into none other than the Lizzie Maguire. What is it? The Lizzie Maguire movie. Is that literally what it's called? The Lizzie yeah, Maguire movie. The Lizzie Maguire yeah, movie. That's what it's called. Oh my god, I love this movie. If you know me, you know I love I used to religiously watch Lizzie McGuire. Um and I this movie is like just I don't even know, it makes me cry. It doesn't make me cry, it just makes me so nostalgic. And for anyone that doesn't know anything about Lizzie McGuire, it's Why? Based, I mean this is the Why movie version. Get out. <laughs> But it's basically based on like a Disney Channel series. Like, I don't know if, you know, yeah. So you guys might know shows like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, That's So Raven. Like, it was basically like one of those shows on Disney Channel. When Disney Channel was golden, (laughs) can I just add? Not the trash that it is now. It's poor. It's so poor. It's so poor right now. Did you watch Lizzie McGuire? I did watch Lizzie McGuire, yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. Like, I think... Yeah, obviously the series were better because, like, every, every like... Okay, the thing is, I... This is going to sound so cheesy. But I used to love Lizzie McGuire because every episode has has a lesson at the in, ending and everything, like... Right. Kind of ties together at the end. Like, I loved all characters. And also, I mean, in a weird way, it was diversity when we were really young because it had mm-hmm. the Spanish best friend, the Jewish best friend, the... What's his name? Lani or something. The... Who's like um? Oh, I don't. Matt's oh, who was friend. Matt's yeah. friend? He's and he never spoke. Yes, I remember him. I used to love her I parents. Remember him. Like, her parents were so nice and like one like white trash. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's when Disney Channel was gold. It's like literally, it was such a good a- mm-hmm. show that my sister, who is probably yeah, she was like in she was born in nineteen ninety one. So she used to watch mm. the show with me every time it came on, and we just used to have bon like bo- you know bourbon biscuits. This is so unhealthy. Oh my god! To- yeah, we. Used to- I haven't had those in ages. I haven't, I haven't had, had those. those in a while. We used to finish a packet of them when we used to watch yeah. it, like just together, like just <laughs> just watching Lizzie McGuire. I like, didn't love it that much. I I really liked it. And like my oldest, <laughs> I didn't love it that much. She, she'd be like, "Haven't you already watched this episode?" And we'd be like, "Yeah, and." <laughs> She's like, this is so weird. Um, and your problem honestly, is? A tribute to the generation of Lizzie McGuire. Yes. I mean, that show was bloody brilliant. Yes, we are the generation of Lizzie McGuire. That's so raisin. That's so raisin. That's raisin. So raven. Apologies, guys. That's so raven. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh Kim Possible. Dun, dun, American dun, dun, dun. Dragon. Recess. Yes, Bella all the amazing shows. Like the biggest recess fans i don't know if we ever like, guys come, I, i've never ever come across another person who it, likes recess as much as i did when in primary school i used to like rush home to like make to oh make make it to watch recess but do you know what that's so, so funny you say that because you know in summer mm-hmm. when you used to wake up early yeah recess was the only thing that used to be on yep. until nine o'clock and i wasn't and mad at that have the other shows no, so I always used to wake up early and watch Recess like a huge dork. And then I used to go and faint. And then I used to come back for all my other TV shows. I basically lived on Disney Channel. Def- oh, I'm, now I'm thinking of Nickelodeon as well. Nickelodeon and Disney were definitely yeah. 
Definitely I, I my favourites. I oh my God, see. Jamba, I'm not a fan of iCarly Fee. I didn't find oh, it funny. I love Drake and Josh, but Zoe One on One. Oh my gosh! I, I actually Ooh. remember one of the cheers. I think one of them, like Nicole, yeah, I do as well. she like she joined the cheer. You rejected. just got rejected. R E J E C T E D rejected. Oh my goodness. How how Jamie Lindsby is because she got pregnant. That was such a massive scandal. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, "The show's ended. Why is it ended? Oh my gosh!" Yeah, that was him. Ooh, I know you see me standing here. Oh my gosh! Why do you remember Come on, the everyone. song? Why do you remember do you the know? song? It just it I just always start. It's like, are you ready? Ooh, I and then she used to drive. I don't remember it. <laughs> Oh my god, that was the best part. Their that and their fa- their phones. Look at us, we digress. Anyways, moving back, <laughs> back to Lizzie McGuire. The movie. Moving back on track. So yeah, for um, for anyone who was born in that era, hooray! And yeah, that was an amazing, amazing period of our lives. But mm. um, yeah, so I'll just quickly dive into the summary of what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have um, okay so the Lizzie McGuire movie is a 2003 American teen comedy film starring Hilary Duff as Lizzie McGuire and um, <laughs> and um, Adam Lamberg as her best friend David Gordon and if <laughs> for anyone that he was um, my first crush by the way I just want to say Gordon was my OTL I loved him I always wanted her to be with him I was like no yeah. be with Gordon he's like doing all this stuff for you and like sacrifice and then you're like oblivious to it but oh, yeah anyways we speak <laughs> about that later on yeah. and um yeah if anyone um if anyone's watched like the actual tv show series she actually has another best friend called miranda but she's not in the film mm-hmm. and um in the film like they actually reference her in the beginning that she's gone like she's on holiday somewhere gone to mexico city, it, gone to mexico city yeah that's it so yeah in the actual show like you'll remember that she had um two best friends Sorry about. I just, mm. I just gonna add. On. So in the show, I think Miranda's episode, Miranda's character got written off like three or four episodes before they like yeks. Really? If you watch like the final, I don't don't ask me how I know this, but I because I've watched this so many times. But if you watch like the final few episodes or like even the last season, you um I don't know if you but like they started making um like Ethan's character and Kate's character like the main characters because. Miranda, I think oh Lalane left because obviously I'll get a touch on this track later on. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so they did that, and then obviously the movie followed up to that. So I'm guessing right. that's what they did to carry on. Oh right, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I had no clue about that. I didn't. I didn't realize. Oh, okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, um, yeah. So for um, some of the other key casts that we've got in the movie, we have Robert Carradine as her dad um as her dad sam we've also got um hayley todd playing her mum um called joe and we've got um jake thomas as her little brother matt and um the film is oh and for the rest of the like supporting cast we've got yanni galman as paolo 
um, who plays her like love interest and he's like the Italian pop star that she meets in Rome and I just realised who he is if you've ever watched oh. Pretty Little Liars yeah he's um, Inspector Something he's like an officer that gets it on with one of the girls wait yeah for wait. sure yeah he's like in Pretty Little Liars no wait see no I have to google this Yanni Gelman. <gasps> yeah, he's Yanni Gelman. Hold on. Garrett Reynolds. He's uh, he's um inspect he's officer Garrett. Guys, he's, see I we're we're, we're having a short this is a sh- commercial break, guys. <laughs> As he we gets google it on who. with either like um uh what's her name? What's her name? Hannah or something? Wait, he mom. looks so different. Yeah. He looks I think it's shocker. <laughs> I think it's because he's cut his hair. Oh my goodness, he looks so different. And I guess obviously he's so much older. Who was he though? Who did he have a thing? See, with? I have. See, I haven't watched Little Pretty, Pretty Little Thing since like secondary school, so I don't even remember him being in it. I remember the show as a like as, as a thing, but I don't remember him. But I mean, he must have been investigating Allison's murder. Yeah, he was I'm one sure. of the leading officers, but then I think he also like got it on with one of the girls. I think it was Hannah or his or her mum or something. Oh like, he my was dating goodness. her mum or something. I, why do I remember this? Oh my goodness, guy! I don't know why I'm so like surprised by this. I'm gonna. I need to know who he was. Anyways, right. carry on. Okay. No. Yeah. Look at look at us. We're so excited. Speaking of Pretty Little Liars, I um, I need to like start from scratch because. I like always got bits and pieces, but I never watched the whole show to, from like beginning to end. I just like catch an episode here and there. Yeah. Anyway, guys, forgive us. So going sorry. back on track. <laughs> I just find out who he is. Sorry, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, go on. Go this on. is the last time. It says, um, once assigned to Alison Dilerontis' murder investigation, Garrett was charged for Alison's and Maya's murder, but he was later freed. And then he was later killed for knowing too much. Garrett was part of the NAT club and was portrayed by Yanni Gelman. See, that does nothing for me. I still have no clue who he was. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. He So he got it on with Spencer and then his sister, which is oh. gross. And then Jenna. Wait, was he the brother to the girl that was blind with the glasses? No, that, that's, you're, to- you're thinking about Toby. Oh, yeah. and but Toby he, yeah. ends up with Spencer, doesn't he? Yeah, but he, I, yeah, I, but I remember because he used to really like Spencer, and then he yeah. went out with her sister. But it says over here that he like used to go out with Jenna as well. Oh, I see. Gross. Okay, yeah. Anyways, resuming back. Sorry. About yes. That. Anyway, guys, we're back from the commercial break. <laughs> so we've also got um, Alex Borstein who plays. Uh, Miss Ungermeyer my um, favourite she... character <laughs> and she's obviously she's their chaperone for the like the trip in Rome and she's their um their future high school principal and you've got um Clayton Snyder who plays Ethan Craft and he's Lizzie's classmate we've also got um Ashley Briot Briot I hope Brillo? I don't Kate know Kate Saunders You've also got Brendan Kelly as Sergio, who plays Paolo's bodyguard. 
We have Carly Schroeder as Melina Bianco, who is Matt's best friend. So annoying. Oh, I know she was so annoying. And then we've got um, Daniel (laughs) Escobar, Escobar, who plays Mr. Escobar. And he's basically the drama drama teacher slash choir director. Also, for Mm. all my Gilmore Girls fans, Alex Borstein was obviously Miss Celine because she it was just under prosthetics but she was the, so hilarious miss um miss celine but also amy shaman paradino fans if you or mrs marvelous fans of course everyone knows her as uh susie um in mrs marvelous uh, mrs yeah mrs marvelous Maisel. she's so good in that and she's won like a couple of emmys for it as well um it, again it's a really good show if anyone wants to watch it's really like it's like 1950s like uh new york comedian and this lady basically becomes the first comedian first female comedian apparently it's like loosely based i mean i haven't watched it my friend um my when it first came out my friend was telling me to watch it and i need to actually it's go and watch so it and good. see what it's like but i did read somewhere that it's like loosely based on um joan rivers her life Okay, I don't know if yeah, you remember, remember Joan Rivers. She annoying. used to have like a show on, yeah. Like horrible things. I mean, R.I.P. Like, and yeah, countries. Yeah, apparently it's like loosely based on her life, and I was like, oh, maybe that's I reckon. Moving on. <laughs> um, so I am gonna touch on the like basic directors and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was directed by Jim Fool, also known as James Fool, who is also the director of Trick. Um, I, I don't know what that movie is. I think I'm too young to remember that movie. It was an independent gay film. There we go. Um, but he's also done a lot of Hallmark movies like Wedding Wars, Kristen's Christmas Past, um, Holiday's Engagement, yada, yada, yada. Um... It is also it's also produced by Stan Rogo, and obviously this is a lot of the same people that produce the t- television series as well. Um, the screenplay is by Suzanne Estelle Jensen, who obviously wrote the screenplay for Lizzie McGuire, Ed Dector, John J. Strauss, and of course it's based on Lizzie McGuire, um, which was written by Terry Minsky, um, who also created the little animation figure of Lizzie McGuire. Um... The music was by Cliff Eidelman. Um, I think he also did the first Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Now, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am because I do remember saying this name because he didn't do the second one. Um, yeah, he did do the Sisterhood. He did the first one and he did. Just, he's just not that into you. Um, yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, the cinematographer... The cinematography was by Jerzy Zylanski, who is a Polish cinematographer, and it was edited by Margie Goodspeed, obviously distributed by Walt Disney Pictures and Stan Rogo Productions, and Buna Vista Pictures, who which was like a OG Disney produ- distributor, if anyone remembers. And it was released on, which is like a great add-on thing May the 2nd 2003 a day before my birthday this is why I love it (laughs) I didn't know that I literally knew that I think when I like watched it for like the 
I don't know when I was quite older and then I researched into it and then I was like oh my god it's released on the same oh I see like right. a week I think it was released on the same day on my on my birthday on in the UK and then it was like the, one of the yeah grossest or something um so the budget was obviously 17 million dollars but as we all know it became one of Disney Channel's most highest grossing movies which reached 55.5 million dollars um now as we've seen from the movie um it's kind of like a touristy little i guess snippet of rome italy um um, trigger (laughs) warning and just warning if you ever go to rome it's not going to be like that you're not going to meet a paolo he's not going to ask you to sing it ain't going to go down that like that so just a little heads up for everyone who is young and watching this movie and in need of a in need of a, uh, Italian romance, it might happen, but not in this way. So there we go. <laughs> that's the di- that's the um, description that we're setting you off. But but yeah. Um, so obviously, it was filmed on location in Rome and Italy, and the various different parts of Italy. Um, and I think that was about. I think they like. I think they also filmed at LAX when they're like mm. when she's saying goodbye to them and stuff. Um, I think those parts were definitely filmed in the US. But handing it back to Belle. Okay, so for, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people like around our age would have like watched the movie at some point. But um, for anyone that hasn't watched and has no idea what it's about, um, I'll give a quick summary. So um, it's so it's um, Lizzie McGuire has graduated from middle school and takes a trip to Rome, Italy with her class in Rome. Lizzie meets Paolo and um, he's a he is a dreamy Italian teen pop idol who is memorized, <laughs> who is mesmerized by her un- uncanny, uncanny resemblance to his singing partner, Isabella. He persuades her to pretend to be his partner on a live award broadcast but she ends up learning some new things about old friends and some old lessons about her new one and what oh and what was supposed to be only a normal trip becomes a teenager's dream come true do we think that that's accurate fee are there any gaps or anything you would have not bad Obviously, when I was younger, I was like, oh, he's cute. But, like, as I grew up, and I was like, oh, my God, Paolo, he's a punch in the face. Um, he he does. does. He's so annoying. Um, no, but I think he kind of hit it on the head. Okay, and then moving on to, like, some ideas from the script. Um, the themes were basically romance. And I would say, Fee, I don't know if you agree, coming yeah, of definitely. age coming of age as well yeah because she's leaving middle school going into high school and she's still in that like teenage phase of feeling Mm -hmm. a bit awkward embarrassed you know we see it at the big you know early in the film when she gives a speech and she like completely destroys like (laughs) the when she the curtains like pull down and it drops all over her classmates and it's just like an embarrassing moment for her yeah for sure I just think that was so heightened like I don't know if we want to discuss that scene like I obviously like that she has anxiety but like I feel like there also like could have been somebody isn't that always like an understudy to to those things and like aren't they like not supposed to pressurize kids to make speeches if they don't want to like 
really I just I, it's just really annoying like minutes that. before they're supposed to deliver the speech it's like okay you do it yeah and it's supposed to be an ask not a you have to do it kind of thing because yeah. I wouldn't want to do it like if I was what she was probably like 11 <laughs> 12 or 13 even really it's this, they said that it's her going before middle school. school. Yeah, so, she would have so been like 13. is that thirteen? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. feel old. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've also got some comedic elements, mainly through uh, Miss Angermeyer. I love her. And we. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's basically she basically carries the comedy throughout the whole movie. Like her, we, like sorry, I have to say this, but like her with no, like go ahead. the little flag on the little thing oh, is like yeah. life goals for me. I'm just like this is how I want to act when there's like crowds of people, and she's like, move it or lose it, people, move it or lose it. Like that's my quote. I love her. <laughs> and then we've also got some romance between Lizzie and Paolo, and then also Lizzie and Gordo. So obviously with Lizzie and Paolo, we see that he sees this uncanny resemblance between her her and his singing partner, Isabella. And he kind of approaches her and he, um, yeah, basically kind of pretends that he has a romantic interest in her to basically coerce her into, or not manipulate her into performing with him. But really that performance is supposed to be like an embarrassment he basically wants Lizzie to pretend to be Isabella because at this point in early in the film he's telling Lizzie that he and him and Isabella used to be in a relationship but um he's decided to go solo and Isabella lip syncs and so she doesn't want them to kind of go their separate ways and at this point in the film, Isabella's supposed to be on like some island, so yeah. she he wants Lizzie to like pretend because if Isabella doesn't appear at the the awards show, they basically get sued. So yeah, that's the rundown of it. So he wants Lizzie to pretend, and he's like basically pretending to like like her so that he can manipulate her into doing it. Yeah. And then by the end, of course, we find out that he was actually tricking her. And he basically wanted the audience to think Lizzie was Isabella as like Lizzie was going along with it. And he wanted to base. So he thought Lizzie couldn't sing, I'm guessing. So he thought he would embarrass her by like making it look like she lip syncs and basically making the audience think that Isabella lip syncs. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think I've like covered it. So, yeah, so that's Paolo. We don't like Paolo. Yeah. <laughs> and then we obviously <laughs> the romantic relationship between Lizzie and Gordo, who is of course her best, who's been her best friend for oh, years, yeah. and he basically goes out on a limb for her all the time. And we see like moments where she's almost caught sneaking out multiple times, and he's always like creating a diversion so that she doesn't yeah. get caught by Miss Angermeyer. And then obviously we see. Right, exactly. She's like, yeah, you're a brown noser. <laughs> but we are obviously the ultimate moment when he sneaks out. Um, no, um, Lizzie, um, Lizzie sneaked out of the hotel because she was pretending to be sick. And he basically gets in trouble. He decides to like get in trouble 
on behalf of Lizzie because he says he's been sneaking out and he is told that he needs to go back home, yeah. pack his bags and return to the US. But at the end, we see a lovely moment where they kiss and it's like, it's a very PG. I love that it's so PG because now I feel like if we watch the show the same thing right now, they would just be like slobbering over each, each other. But yeah, I think this was like a nice PG moment between them so that was really cute i mean they are supposed to be and you see like years old so i understand yeah 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 exactly right so yeah and then we have um oh and then obviously the setting it's set in rome and we see some key um we see some key attractions so of course we see the trevi mountain where she which is actually the meeting point mountain. where um where she Oh, so did I say mountain? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The Trevi Fountain, where she that's where she actually meets Paolo after she makes like a wish in the fountain. Mm-hmm. And then we also see the Colosseum, mm-hmm. we see the Spanish Steps, and we also see the Tivoli Gardens. Mm, and so that funny. is all. Over to you, Fee. Um, I am going to move on to my favorite part of the movie, which is the soundtrack. It is a banging mm-hmm. soundtrack. If anyone, obviously, if you've watched it, like when it came out, you know that it's a, it used to be on every like pop princess like album, like soundtrack and everything. So here it goes. I'm gonna break it down. Um, so I think I've mentioned before, like most of the kind of soundtrack and like score of it was produced by Chris. Idleman, I think it was. Um, um, yeah. So um, the two weeks after its release, the Lizzie McGuire movie was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America um, for over five th- five hundred thousand copies in the U.S. sold. Um, the uh, the soundtrack was number ten on the week of May fourteen, selling ninety two thousand copies. Um, which was a 30% gain over the previous week um, and it sold so it was like certified by the CRIA and two times platinum by the RIAA for selling 2 million copies in the US which is crazy um, <laughs> they kind of so a lot of the um, kind of songs um, they included were from Hilary Duff's album her debut album um, surprise, surprise. Like um, Duff, but why not? If anyone knows that song, that was an amazing song. I think it was also in the movie Raise Your Voice, which we like covered a few weeks, well, a month, month ago or something. Months ago, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was in the Metamorphosis, Metamorphosis album, um, and it was like again a quintessential 2000s album obviously because of Hilary Duff and this movie um and obviously like the movie starts off with the tide is high by atomic kittens and you see kind of Hilary Duff performing it um I feel like that's like that used to be the like standard sleepover song that every, like everyone used to sing like I used to like, I love that sing song this with my girlfriends like it was just amazing um then we have all around the all around the world by cooler kids we have everyone's favorite what dreams are made of um by 
um, obviously Yanni Gelman and Haley Duff, who is Hilary Duff's sister, but because they had to change Isabella's voice, it was like kind of so they got oh. Haley Duff to sing it, so it would be like a change in voice. Um, right. Shining Star by Jump Five, Volaire by Vitamin C, um, Supermodel by RuPaul, and that that that's when that's during that crazy like scene where she's trying on different clothes. Um, mm-hmm. An Evening in Roma by Dean Martin, which is a quintessential Italian montage song. Um, Girl in the Band, etc., etc. Um, but yeah, I think my favorites are probably like Tide is High. I still have Tide is High in one of my playlists. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I think 2000s, yeah. I think definitely. Um, for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. I think I'm just going to move on to the costumes. Obviously, the costumes, there's not a lot to say because it's very pretty much standard 2000, um, mm. kind of classic kind of LA girl type clothing in terms of like obviously Lizzie's style is much more like that and obviously like it's you know it's pure 2000 when they just kind of mix and match with denims and like different jackets and it's like crazy Um, but obviously the most kind of notable scene for costume is the scene where they're like trying on the different dresses and like she's wearing Mm -hmm. like a um, igloo pop up thing um, that they have to like blow up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. To um, for the kind of music competition thing, um, and she's wearing like a green one. What What would be your favorite one, Belle? If you had one, out of oh that one. Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm trying to think because they were all really horrible, to be honest. <laughs> um, um, I mean, maybe the one where she um. Was the igloo one when she had like that make make you know that, what like, I feel like the simplest makeup yeah yeah mm. there was one where she had like a Ugh, I don't know they were all really horrible I'm gonna go with the igloo one just because it was the most unusual one and that's the one that I liked her makeup most in it yeah true yeah so I think I'm gonna go with that one I think I really like the one where like. You know where like kind of was like wrapped, like was wrapped around. Oh, and the dog, the dog like comes and like starts unraveling it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it was nice like beforehand. I think, Um, Mm. but then obviously when it like kind of came down, it was kind of not nice. But obviously I loved her, loved loved her like uh, outfit when she like performed on stage with the. Like and they tear it away and she's got the jeans and it's so cool. It's Fee, Fee, I really um, hated it. I loved it. I hated that out. I hated that outfit. It was proper Britney Spears and like two thousands. I loved I it. I really didn't like it. I was like, oh no. It goes from like a Cinderella type dress, Cinderella yeah, type dress, yeah. and then they come and like basically take the skirt part off and it's like jeans or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you've got to love it. It's like two thousands fashion. Um, yeah. Potato, potato fee. Potato dress. I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so now I'm going to move over to the little trivia we know about this movie. It's there's not a lot of facts, but it's fine. We we love we love a few facts. So as I mentioned before, Isabella Pari, Parigi, is it Parigi's? That's so 
is it not stereotypical anyways Isabella Parigi's singing voice is by Hayley Duff Hayley Duff's sister dubbing over her sister's voice um, this is a cute one both Lizzie Elizabeth and Isabella are European translations of the Hebrew name Elisheva which means God is my oath how cute oh wow um, oh, that's interesting I like that yeah um this is the first theatrical film based on a Disney Channel original series. Despite mm-hmm. serving as a canonical ending of the Lizzie McGuire series, with the main characters graduating middle school, new episodes of the, of the series continue, uh, continue to air after almost a year after the release of the film. That's weird. I've never seen those episodes. Oh, yeah, I haven't. Oh, okay. Um... Mr. Escobar jokes that the class president has contracted Ebola virus. The first Ebola outbreak in America occurred 11 years after the film. That is so true. Ebola mm-hmm. was not even a When thing. he said it, when he said it, I was like, wait, was Ebola a thing then? This, you know, That's really this strange. This also happened in Friends because they mentioned Ebola in Friends as well. Like... That's yeah, really that like weird. 1997 or something. That's really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, because Ebola really only became a thing in what tw- uh, two thousand and nine? maybe twenty, tw- uh, not two, not two thousand twenty, two thousand maybe. 14, I heard it about 15, like two thousand nine or two thousand ten, because everyone used to make those Ebola virus memes, which was really horrible. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm surprised that they were talking about it like way back then. Exactly. So that's interesting. Hmm. Um, because we were talking about Miranda before Lelaine was mm. offered to reprise her role as Miranda for the movie but she turned it down to pers- pursue her music career um, mm. I don't think obviously it went that well um, mm. I think she did star in a couple of movies I remember her being in Easy A um, this is a little bit of drama drum. aside from a sequel oh. to the film Disney planned a second show that would focus on Lizzie's adventure in high school. However, just a month after the film is released, negotiations fell through as confirmed by Hillary's mother, Suzanne Duff, through Entertainment Weekly. And she said, quote, Disney thought that they'd be able to bully us into accepting whatever offer they wanted to make, and they couldn't. We walked away from a sequel. They walked away from the franchise. Duff was supposed to get a five hundred thousand dollar bonus if the food if the movie made fifty million dollars. I mean that f- is fair, because like, I wonder why like how much she actually got paid for the whole role like in the movie. Yeah. Oh wow, drama. Hollywood. Um, but yeah, that mm. that is so. I don't understand. That's ridiculous. Just think of the amount of money that they would have made if they carried on doing the series. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they easily could have done, like, one on her being in high school yeah. and then maybe ended on her going into college and... Yeah, Yeah, and also, but. I think around that time, Disney and Abe was owned... No, ABC was owned by Disney. So what they could have, they could have done is basically they were planning, oh, planning right. to Hannah Montana as well. Is like move it over to ABC because then they could talk about like proper adult stuff like sex mm-hmm. and like all of this stuff. So 
Mm. Imagine having, imagine doing a Lizzie McGuire thing and like talking about that, which obviously I'll get to is one of my next points too. Um, yeah. So the next, the next fact is when Lizzie met, meets Paolo, a fan gives her a wheel of cheese. The cheese is labeled Parmigiano Reggiano, which is a very expensive type of Parmesan. Wheels often weigh between 70 to 85 pounds and can cost upwards of $2,000. Fucking hell. $2,000. For cheese? How much Gosh. cheese is that? Wow. We need to get into the cheese selling business, fee. That is ridiculous. Yeah, we need to get in the <laughs> cheese business. Um... Kate Sanders' best friend, Claire. I never used to collect Claire. Did not appear in the movie. Although she's a regular character in the TV series. Yeah, I was not a big fan of Claire. Did not like Claire at all. Um, I remember there was like one, um, like, there was like one, like, uh, what's it called, diss that Amanda used to, like, not Amanda, sorry, Miranda used to tell Claire. And she's like, hello, Claire, which project? <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously the most latest news surrounding the Lizzie McGuire franchise obviously I was very disheartened when I heard this um, it's following the films there were plans to continue the Lizzie McGuire series one of which included a planned sequel film nothing came to this due to creative differences with Duff and Disney but in August 2019 it was announced that Lizzie McGuire to be entered entering production for Disney Plus which I remember this was a massive hoo-ha and Duff reprising her role and Minsky returning as the showrunner Lambert, Thomas, Todd and Carradine would also return to their series in their original roles. The series began production in association with Disney Channel but entered a hiatus after Minsky's departure and did not resume, being officially cancelled in December 2020 I don't know if you heard about this, Bill. So basically what they were saying is um, Terry Minsky left, I think, because they weren't letting her... Like, they weren't talking about, like, serious and, like, mature themes. So I think one thing was, right. like, Lizzie's sexuality or, like... Or she was, like, a four, like 30-year-old or something, and she didn't... Yeah. Like, they basically were like, oh, she shouldn't be sleeping around kind of thing, or, like, didn't portray sex or stuff like that. So then they were right. like hang on but she's still a 30 year old how do you expect a 30 yeah. year old on a Disney Plus series to just not have just to be in like not have adult experiences and so yeah. I think Hilary Duff yeah. left and then, no I think Terry Minsky left and then Hilary Duff left and then they just stopped production and now they, they, they're like oh we're not going to come back until our creative thingy is being met which I understand yeah I agree because I feel like if she had done it, I don't think it would have performed well. Because yeah. that's yeah. Social. How do you expect a thirty-year-old to be the same thirteen-year-old? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, they need to like mix. They definitely need to discuss, like you said, like m more mature topics. Yeah. You know, you can't just still be talking about my best friend this and that, and it's, that's just this not person what a doesn't like me. Deals with do you know no, what I mean? like. No. Yeah, and I think also I think what they're trying to do is sell nostalgia to us. Like, I feel like that's what they try to do with this Harry, not Harry Potter. Sorry, High School Musical thing. That you know now there's a show, there's a High School Musical show. 
I know. There's a high school musical show. It's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Um, I see snippets of it on Instagram sometimes. I'm like, what the hell? And like, you know that girl? I had no clue. Olivia Rodrigo or something. The one, that song that's really famous. The driving one. No. Um, Exactly. Um... So yeah, that's a bit sad that we won't ever see a Lizzie McGuire reunion. But you know what? Never I mean, I think it's always best, like, if you know you won't deliver, like, the goods, just leave it alone. Leave yeah. the classic alone and don't touch it. Because I feel like once you, like, try to do it and then it doesn't work out, it just kind of tanks. It's just like, you know, when a part one of a movie comes out and a part two and then... Like, it just yeah. gets worse and worse. Whereas if you'd left the part one, we would have all just, like, loved it and left it at that. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I was slightly optimistic because, obviously, Hilary Duff came back, but also, like, Adam Lambert, who, like, I don't think anyone's heard of him, like... Yeah, I haven't seen him in any, anything. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Lalaine was a, going to come back as well, apparently, for a few episodes. So it was, I mean, Robert Carradine, mm. obviously they said it, and yeah. Hayley Todd. And I was like, I love them, so I would have loved to see this, but... Alas. Alas. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Soz, people. Yes. Anyways. Moving on. Um, do you have any questions, Belle? I do. I do have some questions. So... I mean, these are just, like, questions I've gleaned from, like, the mm. movie. And... Yeah, I just thought they might just be like funny or interesting to ask. So, obviously, um, I briefly mentioned that um, David Gordo, Lizzie's best friend, goes out of his way to like save her from getting kicked off the trip, and he basically sacrifices himself for her. And later we find out that he's like in love with her. He's been in love with her for years. Anyway. So yeah, that's the gist of where my question, this question is coming from. So have you ever done something like that for a friend? Kind of like gone out on such a limb for your friend before, do you think? The thing, I think we probably have, like, we probably have like, mm. oh, this sounds really badly, but we probably have like... Oh, or would, in, in that situation, would you have done that? Or would you have been like... Your problem. <laughs> that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. I feel like my personality is like that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. But then if you you have to think that it would probably be a guy if you sneak out, you deal with the and consequences. I'm like, do I really want to save you, or do you? I want you to get burned. Mm. So I'd probably be like, you know right. what? Suffer con. Because I'm like people learn from lessons. So I'm like, you learn from this lesson. True. Um, True. True. But I think in response to your first question, so we always had a group in school, like so there were six of us, seven of us, mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, I think we used to like, well, my closest friends now as well, like the two of us, we sometimes like used to lie for each other and like protect each other, like if their mums called and they were with a boy or something. And I'd be like, oh no, auntie, oh, she's right. with me. Don't you worry. Like obviously, because you have to do that, you're an Asian <laughs> person. Um, but aside from that, I don't think we like in school. I don't. Yeah, I think we stuck up for each other. Like, um, I remember once my friend was getting shouted at by a teacher, and then I got in. Oh, I got involved, and I was like, "Why are you shouting at her? She hasn't done anything." And then he started shouting at me, and then I shut up, and then he just kept on going. <laughs> so like, we had like things like that. Like we, we would just butt in and be like, "Why are you doing this?" And like, 
But I think if we were... You're like not is, being fair, yeah, the sir. one thing that's really good in all of us was that if one of us was wrong, like, we never defended that person. Like, even though... I don't mm. know, it was very, like, we always believed in... It like, wasn't, like, blind loyalty. Yeah, and it's also, mm. like, we just we were, like, listen, like, but you lied and stuff like that kind of thing. And, like, it, I know it's, like, really harsh and you should protect your friends in that situation. But I think we were always just, like, yeah, but you lied, so I can't protect you kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, mm-hmm. obviously, I think the yeah. main thing was just covering for each other, like, when anyone's mum or something called, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, for me, I I can't think of anything I've, like, done to that extent for a friend. I will say that I, like, I'm someone who, you know, wouldn't mind going, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Going out of my way for a friend, yeah. But I'm just trying to think something to that extent where I'd, like, to the extent of, like, being kicked off a trip because your friend decided to, like, sneak out and you're covering for them. I would be like, go and get kicked off. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, you won't do like, it again, will I you? I believe in that. Like, I know that sounds so bad, but like, I just believe in like you need to learn yeah. from your lessons. And like, she's just thirteen. Okay, I know like this is a movie, but let's be honest here. She's thirteen year old, and she just believes this pop star. I mean, are you even a pop star? Right. I need proof that you're a pop star. Like you know exactly. I I mean that's the other thing. So it's so unrealistic because she she's like on the trip with her school. And then this guy's like, oh my gosh, you look like Isabella. Come meet me and let's, like, sing at the an award ceremony. Hello? What? Like, what? Right, exactly. Like, can we... she believes Sergei? And, like, I'm like, Sergei's employed by this person that might be trying to kidnap you. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, you're... This is a country you've never been to. You see a stranger who tells you, oh, you look like his ex-girlfriend. He needs help to, like, not get sued. So you come and sing. I'm like, sir, that is a you problem. That's not a me problem. Sort it out. Like, I love Miss Angermeyer. Wouldn't you just want to love, like, see her react to things in Italy and, like, Rome? And, like, with, like, she's so short, but, like, she's so little, but she's so, like, fierce. Like, I would just be, like, I see how she reacts to things. I think that would be the most funniest thing ever. Low, oh my gosh yeah but um yeah i mean would i i mean in that position would i do that for a friend i i know i mean i would try and help you out and i would like try and call like distract or try and do my best to like of help you not to get in trouble but I wouldn't, like, go to the extent of getting myself kicked off the trip. So I'm going to change my answer. If it was someone that, like, she met or, like, someone she met that was from another school and stuff, like, who I, like, Mm -hmm. have met and, like, I'm like, okay, I get a safe vibe from him and I really do believe Mm -hmm. that they're in love, then I would Mm -hmm. go the extra mile. Not get myself kicked off, but I'd go the extra mile, cover her tracks kind of thing. But not if, like she's being stupid about it and like yeah yeah like a silly reason like yeah i think if it's like a silly reason it just adds like insult Mm -hmm. to injury as well it's like the reason wasn't even good to get kicked off it was such a silly thing to get kicked off the trip for okay i have one what was your funniest 
like a moment in the movie like which movie like which bit in the movie where you just like you're laughing and like were just like I can't believe how funny this is because there were so many in this movie and I was like very surprised um you know what I didn't really like laugh out I didn't find it laugh out loud funny but it did have like cute like laugh you know moments where I did I was like ah like I Mm. I may have um cracked a smile <laughs> um i'm trying to think i think maybe ethan i'm sure it was something yeah ethan- i'm gonna say that i yeah. can't remember so, i don't know exactly i don't know if this is the same one because this is the one that i always laugh at like he's just so stupid but he's so yeah funny. he's so dopey and he's like you know when they come in and they ask him where Lizzie is, <laughs> and then he's just like He's like, oh, but she's definitely not posing as like an international <laughs> superstar singing, singing with a pop star called Paolo. And then, They're all <laughs> looking at him like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, why do people always give me that look? Matt is just like with his mouth open. It's just like... <laughs> he's definitely like, he definitely did something in the movie that made me laugh, I'm sure. I'm trying to think. He's just so funny. Yeah, like... And then yeah. him and Kate had one moment as well where, like, where, like, Miss Ungermeyer is like, you two, break it up. And then Kate's like, we did. And thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like that scene, actually. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure... I, I don't know if it was the... I think it was just because he kept asking for spaghetti at, like, random times of the day. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like... Um, oh, we're going to the place that invented spaghetti. <laughs> and like it, it was like nine a.m. He was like, "Can we go get some spaghetti?" And it's like, "Can you relax? Like, can you yeah. like spaghetti can wait? You can have spaghetti tomorrow. Relax." Like, also, like you know, like there's no such. I don't think there is like spaghetti bolognese in Ita- like. Like, I've been to Rome, mm. and I don't think there's the thing called spaghetti. Oh, really? Like, there's spaghetti or that pomodoro, stuff like that. So, did like... But if this man is just, like... Yeah. He's, like, obsessed with... He's, like... It's, like, morning, and he's, like, can we go get some spaghetti? And it's, like, what? Shut up, Ethan. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> back in the corner. Exactly. I also, like, there's one point where, you know, they're getting gelato, and then... um. And then Miss Angamai is like, "Hey, you two, did you hear? I did. I I called for a head check, and she was like, yeah, yeah. 12, 11. And then and then he's like, and then she looks at Paul and she's like, make sure you put your pockets in the front or something. Yeah, oh, make sure you put your money in the front, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Oh no, that's funny. She's like, who are you? I think there were many part, yeah, many funny parts in this movie. Like, I there are bits where I just laugh at, like, yeah, they're just like amazing. Yeah, movies. I think it's definitely so Miss Angamaya and um, Ethan were definitely the like the comedic. They best, yeah, they carried like the comedy elements of the movie. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, go on. Edit. Uh, edit. Um, so this episode, we're really not going to discuss about, like, the relationship. I think we already touched on the female relationships, so, but we can talk about that if you'd like. But in terms of romantic relationships, I mean, we've touched upon it. You know, Belle has talked about Gordo and Lizzie and um, 
But it feels weird to talk about whether their relationship is going to be healthy mm-hmm. or not because they are 13-year-olds. And honestly, I don't know if Gordo and Lizzie would like go on to get married. I don't think because so. Because you don't know how they turn out. Yeah, I don't see it, to be honest. I, um, no. Because also you have to think about where do they go to college mm-hmm. and then how what their professions are. And like, I don't even know what Lizzie always wanted to be. I don't think she wanted to be a singer, does she? I to be honest with you, I can't remember. Because I'm trying to think no, if I know I what Gordo wanted to do and I can't remember that. He wanted to be a film director. That's why. Oh, okay. I can't. Yeah, he always used to shot those documentaries. You remember? Oh gosh, it was so long. Oh my goodness, Fee. This is a throwback. Definitely a her. throwback episode. Miranda was, I think, wanted to be an actress or something, or, or something, and then Lizzie okay. was like a fashion designer or something. Like oh, that, which okay. Is, yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, but I don't know if, if it makes sense for us to discuss. No, I think we like, can skip it. Yeah. I think we can definitely skip it because obviously, like you said, they're kids, so it's it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it'll be useful to dive into it. Definitely. Um, I think then this is about it, unless we have any other uh, like weird questions, Belle, or like things that you just kind of picked up in the movie, or like. Um, no, I think. I'm yeah, I think we've we've pretty much covered everything. I feel like it's definitely. I I feel like we've pretty much covered everything. I feel like it's one of those movies that like. Okay, so I'm going to give this a two. Um, just because I just think that it, um, I didn't, I didn't feel like the script did it any justice. Um, I thought it was quite flat. It, I mean, it was a good movie, but um, it was quite flat. Um, and it was very, I think it, I, I just thought it was quite cliche as well. It's like the typical teen movie, even though from teen romance movies we t- generally know what to expect. I feel. Yeah, so um, I'm going to give this a two because um, I don't think the script did it like much justice. But I mean, it's not a bad movie, but I just think um, it could have um, done a lot more with the script. I think it was very cliche. So, yeah, um, yeah, I like things that are a bit unpredictable. But yeah, there we go. I'm shocked. That is crazy. Um, I think I'm going to give it, obviously everyone knows, I'll probably give it a 3.5, not going to lie. Because for me, this is just a really nostalgic movie. Every time I watch it, I get the feels. Um, and I think basically based on nostalgia and my love and obsession for Hilary Duff, I'm going to give it a 3.5. And I used to love the Lizzie McGuire series. So I think it, this was like the perfect way to end it as well. Like it also ends it on a really mysterious note because we don't know whether they're going to feel like they're going to pick it up in high school and what happens to Lizzie and Gordo in high school and what, how it goes on. Um, so I'm going to give it a 3.5 because this, is my favorite Disney Channel show ever and I just love the movie as well like I love that like obviously I don't love Paolo because for obvious reasons um but I was I just love that like they are so um what's the word like it's like a travel movie but like it's really like obviously a very teen friendly movie 
and it was a really good introduction to Rome for me as a child and I always wanted to be like I want to go to Rome um because of this movie um and I honestly had a magical time in Rome as well like without falling in love and stuff but like I yeah I just love there's just something about this movie that I love and like some there's just some days where I'm just like I really want to watch this I think I will watch this again after this movie after we like probably this weekend or something um but yeah i really loved it and i think it was amazing um yeah so i'm gonna give it a 3.5 because pure nostalgia and my love for hillary, hillary duff and lizzie mcguire um they don't make them like this anymore um yeah so i think that's about it um but obviously if you have any questions if you have any of your favorite moments from the Lizzie McGuire movie, send it over to us at Flick Talk Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, and Flick Talk Podcast, the number one at gmail.com. Okay, thanks once again for joining us, guys, and we will bid you adieu. Bye! Bye!